Rilke Gallery, again, brings us a unique exhibition of work for artists in the local community. Carol Sprague, setting the stage is an exhibition beginning January 24th, running into February 24th. Here he speaks with Andrea Kanla from the Hudson Mohawk magazine about his life as a storyteller through design that began as a boy with his family marionette theater, and then his remarkable career as a designer, which spans small independent films to big budget studio projects for some of Hollywood's most revered directors. I'm really curious how this all came about, how this child grew up. Well, no, this is, a, this is the story. I'm going, to do, I'm going to do a puppet show about this. Oh, you on, are? On Great. And that's one, this Saturday. Saturday, yeah. And so this is basically sets for that. I brought a few other puppets and props and stuff just to show. This is a theater that originally my great-grandfather started. And it's in this tradition of Czech family theater. So it's very small scale. They're just like eight-inch puppets. They're, they're toys. And they're good for kids to play with. And, uh, but it's part of this great Czech puppetry tradition that, you know, is ongoing. Um, your, I, your grandfather was a professional puppeteer. No, prof- he was no? not. He was, he was a textile manufacturer. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And this was where? In-, in northern Bohemia, north of Prague. Right. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So it, it, it's it's kind of wonderful. It's very, it's very much like around here. It, it could be North Adams, you know. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so uh, the story of this was that he built it for my grandmother and her brother, and I don't know how far it had gotten at that point in the 20s, but then he was going to refurbish it and, and added more scenery and so forth, and he was going to send it down to Slovenia, where my, my mother and her parents were living, and her sister at the time, for a Christmas present. But it was the war, and there was no going anywhere. So nothing happened, and then my grandparents emigrated eventually to the United States, and, and my father was driving around and he was trying to do sort of a romantic end run, escorting my mother and uh, around my grandparents who really didn't approve of him at all. So he went to go visit my grandmother's parents mm. in, in Bohemia. And they were delighted to see him and, and they gave him lunch and dinner and so forth and thought he was charming. And anyway, he got a lot of brownie points and married my mother eventually. But on the way out, my great-grandmother said, you know, but you should take the puppet theater. And so he loaded it into his little VW convertible and managed to sort of like smuggle it out of Czechoslovakia. And, oh my uh, gosh. And then my grandmother spent, oh, I don't know, more than a year fixing up the puppets and restoring all this ancient stuff and making them beautiful clothes. I mean, you can see. Oh my gosh, how many are there? There's a hundred. Oh! But these are just the ones mostly for this show. What Um, are they made of? uh, Well, their heads are plaster, wood, and feet are plaster also, and then they've got like little wooden bodies and little joints and and stuff like that. And beautifully, the costuming. Yeah, no, she did, she was amazing at that. Look at this guy here, he's wonderful. He's he's even got a, a... a watch fob, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she, she really knew what she was doing. And they're only, what, eight, ten inches at the most? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> no, they're little. And, they're, and what's nice is that they're simple, the traditional Czech. Uh-huh. He's a, a monster. He's the, the beast. Oh, and look at a dragon. And are you alone presenting this, or do um, you have... I, 
The thing about it is, like, you can definitely easily handle two of them, two characters on stage, then, like, one's sitting down, or, you know, or you need, or two are sitting down, and then you've got two that are standing, or... So it's really helpful to have another hand. And then also for, like, changing these sets, because each one of these little t trays with the scenery... The, it's all very ad-lib, so I do most of the voices. And, and this is another set. Look at this. This is the dining room. Yeah. Oh, how so delightful. Creation of sort of my version of what it was like to go to my, to my grandmother's house for Christmas when the puppet theater finally happened. And I was eight years old. Eight years old, you used to sit in the floor or sit on the chairs yeah, and watch. Right. Yeah, well, and she would take cookies and, like, you know... Anyway, so it's sort of it's sort of an homage. This is the more like the proscenium of the theater that oh, I've yes. got at home. And, uh, so you started storytelling at eight, at least, yeah, huh? Yeah, we, we was you know we was not very sophisticated storytelling. We did a lot of monster stories. I mean, you know, there was always it was always the same thing. It was like you know a monster comes along and then the prince comes and like you know, you know, slays the monster and it's and. So we did that many of those, but then I got involved in some fancier things. We did a lot of fairy tales, um, the and Princess and the Princess Pea? and the Pea, and Cinderella, and then this was for uh, um, I did a very Hansel elaborate production Gretchen? of no, no Faust. Oh, oh my! Yes, okay, exactly. well you grew from from monsters to Faust. Yes, yes. Not not a big difference. Yeah, but anyway, so that got me interested in theater, and and I did a lot of theater and uh, up through college and. Um, and but you did film. film? Well, film, I mean, I knew right away did that you? film pays. Oh, I uh, see. Theater does not, or at least not for me. But I did a film major, philosophy minor at Harvard, and I did a bunch of theater productions that I ended up designing building the sets myself because um, finding a Harvard student that knows how to use a hammer is um, a challenge uh, exactly so but you were mostly so, but I ended directing up, and directing yeah, or but writing I, I was or? interested in all of that but I, but you know I ended up um, feeling coming away with it like you know it's like oh gosh I mean, everyone says they want to direct it I said well you know if I design I mean that seems like it could be a path and so I did that and uh, pursued it and I'm still pursuing it so anyway so they've got it organized so this is like a little Sidebar with the Nutcracker, uh, which I did with um, the first one. I've, I've done like five Nutcrackers now, but uh, for different organizations. But the first one and the most, the most close to my heart is for the uh, Albany Berkshire Ballet. And uh, when was that done? Uh, Twenty, well, two thousand, I think we. All uh, oh, right. So it's, it's almost twenty-five years ago. That and we, this uh, was your set design. Yeah, these are some for some other organizations, uh, and uh, and then American Repertory Ballet, and then in uh, New Hampshire City Center Ballet that I've worked with a bunch, and and then uh, you know some operas, Berkshire Opera, lots of work for Berkshire Theater Group. You know, I've done, worked for other theaters in New York, and, and I stopped kind of pursuing theater as such because I, I need something that has a paycheck at the end of the week. <laughs> the arts, unfortunately, yeah. are never funded as well no, as they no, should no. be. I, I love it. I've put a lot of effort in, into some of these productions. But, You're uh, really active in the Berkshires, right? Well, you it's live where there. I live. I mean I, I mean, I live right next to the door to the theaters in, the, in Stockbridge. You can't keep you out. It's been, it's been, it's been. 
Um, well, you're, 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 you're based in Troy, right? I mean, yes. so that was Age of Innocence was all in Troy. Oh, yes, of that course. Was probably, what, that was 90 or something. Well, well, yeah, it was like that long ago. Wow, some of those buildings yeah. are still there, you know? Yeah, no, it's, Troy is a film set waiting to happen. I mean, they came back recently for Gilded Age. Yes, they have. And used same, some of the same locations we used for well, Age, Age of Innocence. Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, you can't, can't improve on it. So have you been back to Troy? Have you swung through? And... Um, not lately, but, I mean, you know, from time to time. Okay. It's a beautiful place. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Great. Um, Wonderful. So what's in the future for you? I wish I knew. Boston I really no University? Idea. You're Bobby doing that course? And then kind of waiting for the phone to ring. But it's January, and it's we just had this, like, you know, practically year-long strike from the Actors and Writers Guild. And it's amazing how... Uh, slow the businesses to kind of reorganize and pick up. I kind of, I figured everyone would be, you know, beavering away, getting things ready for when the strike ended, but I don't know. It doesn't seem to be working that way. So. Well, it was strange because we had those years of COVID and then... Well, COVID wasn't so bad for me because I was able to get some jobs working from home, which was terrific. But, uh-huh. uh, uh, but the strike just stopped everything. Well, you've done quite well. You've done over 40 I've film and TV. Of, uh, I've done, uh, yeah, if you look on IMDb, you can get my, I don't even remember my resume. This, this has been Andrea Kanla for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine, speaking with Carl Sprague at the Opalka Gallery.